Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. You know, this morning, everything about our service today has really been about drawing our attention to Him. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look in the Word here for a few minutes this morning. I want to encourage you in something, friend. If you've been, uh, maybe you've been in a, a difficult place and it's just been never enough. Never, I can't ever seem to do enough. I can't ever seem to be enough. I encourage you just to take some rest in Him. Take some rest in Him. You know, there was a, a man by the name of Dan Kane. And in February of 2020, Dan Kane came home one day from work. And when he got home from work, there were post office workers and they were delivering 79 boxes of mail to his house. Shocked and amazed, of course. He began to talk with them and they found there was 55,000 identical letters that had come in his mail that day. More than enough for a lifetime. 55,000 letters from a student loan company in which he had a student loan for his daughter and somehow their computer system had made an error. 55,000 errors. And you know, when you consider a situation like Dan's, you imagine, what if in the middle of those 55,000 had been a special letter he was supposed to receive? A bill? A letter from the IRS? A note from a family member he hadn't heard from in many years? Imagine the process of trying to sift through 55,000 letters to find the one thing. I can't imagine the overwhelming feeling that must have been. You know, you and I, you and I are living this Christian life and there are 55,000 people who have an opinion on how you ought to live and how you ought to be and what you ought to do. And there's a YouTube video for every one of them. Today, what I want to do is I want to help us to try to sift through those 55,000 and get down to the one thing. The Bible gives us a great story. You know, Jesus was a master at getting down to the one point. And I would tell you this, in the Gospels, what you'll find is there's a couple of groups of people. They were called the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees were masters at making this journey very, very difficult. They created a system that people were never able to keep up with. 
never able to accomplish, even on your best day, never good enough. And I would tell you that I believe that the spirit of the Pharisees and the Sadducees is still very alive today. If we're not careful, we can, like Dan Cain and like the Pharisees and the people of today, we can become distracted in our serving the Lord. Distracted from what it really is about, distracted what it is really meant to be told you a moment ago that Jesus was a master at cutting through all of the red tape, if you will, and getting to the main point. And that's what he does in this passage. Mark chapter 12. I will tell you this morning, uh, we are back on version, um, And so if you want the notes from today, the scriptures from today, just go to the version app, go to the events under events, LHE Church, and all the notes will be there for today. Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 31. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, and noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, notice this phrase, of all the commandments... Now, it's important that um, we, get, we get the right picture here because when you and I think about the commandments, often we can think about the Ten Commandments. But in the days of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they had devised together 631 commands. And so when the teacher of the law says, of all the commands, he's talking about all 631 of them. Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The God, our God, the Lord is one. Love your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is, notice these words, there is no commandment greater than these. Now, when we look through the passage, we can begin to see, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength. And we, think, we begin thinking, oh, there's another list again. But actually, those are just defining is all they are. He says the number one commandment is just love God. Love God. Love God. There are many things that you and I can give our time, our heart, our energy to but if at the end of the day and at the end of the week and if we have extended all of our energies and not love the Lord, then you and I have done some pretty good things, but we've not done the greatest thing. I would tell you this, in the church world, and what I mean by the church world, our, let's just put it within the confines of our walls, 
what we do here at LHA, what we do cannot overstate and or exceed our love for God. So if you serve in ministry, that cannot overstep our love for God. Jesus tells us and describes and defines for us how that we can love God. And he says, I want you to do this. I want you to love the Lord with all your heart. Just love him with all your heart. Um, we live in a day where we can be so easily distracted. I, I told you last week that, you know, we have our phones and Man, it's just every time you turn around, you're getting a text, a notification, uh, someone's called, they've left a message, they, they've left you a message on Facebook, if you, then it goes to Messenger, and if you don't have those, then you can go to Instagram, and if you don't have, I mean, on and on, there is a social media platform for everybody and their brother. And you go through the day, and it's so, and it can be so distracting and I would tell you that even in our faith, if we're not careful, we can easily be distracted. Probably one of the areas that I have seen people more distracted in the last couple of years, and I'm just, if you don't mind for a minute, I'm just going to be your pastor. I've seen people more distracted by things that they're reading on social media and listening to different voices that are confusing them. Take a deep breath. It's okay. If you think I'm preaching to you, I'm probably not. If you think I'm preaching to you, I may be. I'm just preaching with no one in mind. Be careful. We can get so busy, and everybody on social media thinks how we ought to do it. Listen, I, I, I'm in the same boat. It may just be a little I, I get constant emails, and I get constant messages, and I get constant videos. There is a video on YouTube for every way that somebody should pastor a church. I'm just being honest with you. We get inundated every week, inundated with mail, this conference and that conference, and here's what they're doing, here's what this place is doing. Nobody ever sends out one from a little church out in nowhere. It's always somebody that's got 40,000 people. You understand what I'm talking about? My point is this. It's all this never enough never up to the right speed, always more. I would tell you that in your faith, the enemy will work to distract you and keep you busy. Busy in here, busy in here. Well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and oh my goodness, they, I read this article, and well, they said I've got to do all these things, and, and then somebody Post on, uh, on Facebook, well, you, well, you've got to do all this. You get the sense, I never can get it down. 
I, I have, I've, been, I've been in church all my life, and I have known people that have been in the church longer than I have, and they still have the same feeling. I just can't seem to get it down. Let me ask you, what is it you can't get down? Is it all the things that people think you ought to have down, or is it simply loving the Lord your God with all your heart. Now I'll be I'm just going to be as straightforward and honest as I you know uh, one of the things that I do on Saturday is I usually try to prepare the sermon during the week and then on Saturday I spend Saturday just kind of going through and I thought I thought if I get up there and I make that kind of a statement there's going to be people that's going to go yeah but and I thought, dear Lord, I can't even be free to even say, just forget all the junk and love God without worrying about a yeah, but. And I'm not the only one. Y'all wrestle with it. When somebody says, just love God, you go, yeah, but you've got to do this. And you've got to do that. And if you're not doing this, we make it so cotton Picking hard. Listen, if you're trying to keep up with the 631, you're never going to get it. You know, we live in a world today that's about success, don't we? Everybody's got to be successful. If you're going to start a business, it's got to be a top 500 business. It's got to be a top 100. It, it, you know, if you're anything you do, if you start, uh, you know, Justin has started uh, being on Facebook and putting messages out to people and, and immediately we need to think, man, I've, I've got to be the number one out there. You know, but what I've seen, Justin, is I see people every week that say, I needed that word today. We have allowed the world to define success for us, even in our walk with Christ. If you want to be successful, how many of you today, honest truth, in your heart, you say, I want to be successful at being a Christian? Look around the room. We're all in this together, aren't we? Let me tell you how to be successful being a Christian. And immediately when I say this, if you start saying, yeah, but, tell the devil to stop talking. <laughs> if you want to be successful in loving and in, in being a Christian, love God, love God, love God. But yeah, isn't there something else I'm supposed to do? It's not there. Yeah, but aren't I supposed to this or do this and not do that and do this? That's not what he said. He said the greatest commandment, love God. And when he defines it, he really defines it well for us. He says, love God with all your heart. Now, the Greek term for that heart speaks of the very core, the very center. It's the central part of who we are. It's, it's the place where who we are is rooted. Joshua 22 and 5 says, Be very careful to obey all the commands and instructions Moses gave you. Notice these words. Love the Lord your God 
Walk in his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. Let me tell you, when we read that, here's what happens. Is we focus on walk in all his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him, serve him with all your heart and soul, and we start making a list out of it. Those only describe the first part. Love the Lord your God. Focus on that. My dad in growing up would always tell me, if you get the inside right, the outside will take care of itself. We spend our lives working on the outside when in reality we should focus on one thing. Love God. Love God. I want to ask you something today. Who has your heart? Who has your heart? Because whoever has your heart will have your life. Bill Bright. Bill was, uh, he passed away many years ago. Bill Bright once said this, your heart is like a throne. It's one of two ways. Either you're on the throne or Christ is on the throne of your heart. Only one of two ways. Love God. You know something there? Uh, God cares about our love for Him. He doesn't care about our work for Him. Yeah, that's important. Great. I'm not saying don't work for Him. Yes, we do work for Him. But we do work for Him out of our love for Him. Um, there was a church in Ephesus, uh, it's recorded in the book of Revelation, that did the very thing that we tend to do as people. They became distracted. Uh, if you have your Bible, turn there. We'll have it on the screen, of course. But if you have your Bible, turn there. Revelation chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. Ephesians is the church, the church of Ephesus, the Ephesian people here in Revelation 2. Now, when you consider for a moment, we have the book of Ephesians in our Bible, and there's a message to that church. This is a message to the same church comes from the angel of the Lord. I know your deeds. I know your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people. And you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not. And you found them to be false. You have persevered and endured hardships for my name. And you have not grown weary. Now, if we stop right there, we would go, oh my goodness, they are a successful church. We, would, we could say, the church at Ephesus, they've got a Facebook page. They've got a YouTube channel. And on them, they're putting their deeds, their hard work, and their, notice, 
they are rooting out false apostles. They have been very successful. But what we're going to find is God doesn't care about that junk. If. Verse 4. Yet I hold this against you. Those are very strong words. Notice that. I hold this against you. Who? I pray. (laughs) The Lord doesn't have to say, Jerry, I hold this against you. Now, when we would think of that, I hold this against you, I hold, you know, we would think in our natural minds, we would think that's got to be some type of sin or some type of wayward behavior or some type of doing wrong. But notice what he says. I hold this against you. You have forsaken and, and I looked up the word forsaken, and forsaken actually just means abandoned or deserted. You're forsaken the love you had at first. That's it. He continues on, consider how far you have fallen. Repent. Do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. You have deserted. You have abandoned the love you had at first. Works for God are... uh, They're important. They're a part of our faith. In fact, James tells us, I will show you my faith by what I do. So uh, this is not a message of just love God and don't do anything. That is not this message. This is not a message of love God and there are no other things that happens in my life. Actually, it's... A focal point. It's bringing us back to what's most important. Love God. Love God. Love God with all your heart. When we lose love for God, I will tell you something else you'll lose. You'll lose joy in serving Him. Our God cares about our love for Him. He said, love me with all of your heart because your heart is the determiner of the priorities of your life. Love from the heart is a litmus test for our commitments. Notice the priorities and the commitments all flow out of love. I'm going to keep pointing that way. If you are distracted by thinking i got to start looking at the priorities and the commitments first, scrap that and go back to the love. Because if you love him, the priorities and the commitments come. You don't have to make it happen. Uh, An apple bears apples. It just does it because really the apples, if, how many of you ever ate an apple and come across some seeds in the middle? 
The apples are in the, the inside of the apple itself. There are more apples in the seed inside. But the apple doesn't worry about bearing apples. It just is a apple first. And the seeds will come later. I pray that I can help you today just to refocus. Lay aside the works, the, the striving and just focus on loving God with all your heart. Just love Him with your heart. Oh, the enemy will do everything that he can to make it hard. This is not hard. Uh, let me. Um, Paul and I this year celebrated 31 years of being married. And uh, I, I will tell you, you know, we've had some hurdles. She's had some hurdles. Because she's been married to me for 31 years. <laughs> There's been some hurdles. But one of the things that I have found. Now, it, our relationship is very much like your relationships. When, when I am doing premarital counseling, one of the th first things we do is a love language assessment. And we find in the love language assessments that... Most people have different love languages. The difficulty and the challenge in everyone's marriage is giving love the way they need it, not the way I'm used to receiving it. And so over those years of being married, if I try to focus in on Paula's love language, which is not my, I am an acts of service. I, I am off the chart. If you know love language, I'm off the chart acts of service. Paula is off the chart on words. Imagine that. <laughs> it's, how, it's how she's wired up. It's the way God made her. I am not words. I am acts. So I do. She wants to hear I do. She doesn't care that I do. She wants to hear. And so over 31 years, I thought I've got to do better at saying it and being it. Now, don't misunderstand me. I tell my wife I love her. I, it wasn't one of those things I did 31 years ago. <laughs> and I still love her today. I tell her every day that I love her. But if I focus in on just trying to go, oh, Lord, it's been 15 minutes and I haven't told her anything yet. <laughs> then it becomes mechanical. But if I'll center in on loving her from my heart, then I begin to speak that not because I have to, but because I want to. In your serving the Lord, if you're striving to make it happen, just focus in on loving Him with all your heart. The rest will come. I pray today that 
you can learn to be at peace in your walk with Christ. If tomorrow you get an email and it's a video or a post of how you're not doing enough, you got to do more, there is a button on your phone. It's called delete. <laughs> Try it sometimes. It works. Even delete it before you watch it. <laughs> and go back to what's the greatest. Love God with all your heart. Now, I'm not going to take time. I have notes this morning to take you time to take you through loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, your strength. I think you get the point today, don't you? He wants us to love him. Just love him. Just love him. Just love him. Just love him. Do you feel today kind of like the church at Ephesus that you got so busy and distracted that you forgot how just to love him? You got distracted by trying to make it happen and He's just saying, love me, love me, love me. You know, at our house, imagine for a moment, I told you that I am acts of service, so I'm, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Let me, y'all are going to think I'm crazy. Paula can be gone for a couple days. She comes home. While she's been gone, I've been doing. Because I'm a doer. <laughs> So she'll come home. It's so funny. For, for the first several years, this would happen, and it really just kind of, it just kind of like went through a screen kind of scenario. I would do, and I mean, I'm working all week doing because I love Paula. When she comes home from this trip, I want her to come home, and she don't have to do anything. I mean, she would come home in the house. There wasn't one spot of lint or dust anywhere. There wasn't one dirty piece of clothing. There wasn't one dirty uh, glass or cup. Everything was perfect. In it. We could have been on a magazine. <laughs> and she'd come home and just kind of walk, walk through the house. And I'm going, <laughs> Hello? I try. I'm a doer. So I try. I'll be honest with you because that's the way I'm wired up. I try to do the same thing with God. I try to be an acts of service kind of guy with God. If I do, then, then he'll know I love him. When in reality, he says, if you love me, then you'll just do. What am I trying to say to you today? Stop all the busyness. Stop all the distractions. This week, I want to encourage you. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This week, shut off YouTube and shut off Facebook. 
from all the things that would tell you how to be a better Christian and just center this week on loving God with all your heart. Okay? Instead of listening to what everybody else is telling you you need to do and need to be, zero in on loving God this week. Okay? I want to pray for you today. Those of you that are watching online, I'm so thankful that you have joined us today. I want you to know that God loves you too. And God just created you to love him. And I want to pray for you too today. Dear Father, I'm so thankful that you love us. Uh, Lord, we sang it earlier and sometimes... Lord, we sing, I am a friend of God, and we think, well, I'm probably not because I've done this, or I've done that, or I've been this, or I've been that. And we think of all the reasons why we're not your friend. I pray that you'll help us to get away from the striving. Find joy once again in serving you as we just really love you with all of our heart. Lord, help us today to lay aside the busyness and the distractions and just love you. Focus on loving you. Focus not on all of my works and my acts of service and my doing. Just loving you. Loving you. I want to love you more. I want to love, Lord, I don't want to be like the church at Ephesus where I've deserted my first love. I've been busy, but I've forgotten about loving you. And I pray that, oh, Jesus, I pray that people will find peace in their relationship with you. Those that have felt never enough and can't keep up and can't do enough and can't be enough, I pray in the name of Jesus, I speak peace over that place in their life. I pray they'll just find new joy in learning to love you more. And I give you thanks in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. we say that just in the spirit of agreement. Um, boy, this morning's been a little different, hasn't it? It's all right. It's going to be a little more different, and I'm going to let you go. Normally, I would give you some announcements uh, at the beginning. I'm going to give them right here at the end. Tonight, we're going to have a great evening of fellowship at 5 o'clock down at the Gas City Park. Um, listen, this is not just one of the other things you got to do. <laughs> it's just going to be a time to get together, laugh together, fellowship with some other believers. It's, uh, we'll, we'll provide the meat if you want to bring a side and a dessert. We'll be at the... Shelter House, I believe it is number one shelter house. It is up by the bathrooms, up by the front, and uh, there's the playground area right around it. The pond is just behind it. And so we'd love to have you if you can come tonight at 5 o'clock. And that's all of you watching online. We'd love to have you uh, as well at 5 o'clock. It's going to be a great evening uh, together. And uh, we're just anticipating some really, really great things and uh, love y'all. Let's love Jesus. 
Next week, we're probably going to look at loving one another. Because <laughs> that's the second greatest commandment. <laughs> Let's love Jesus. Let's love one another. And I pray today that the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord, will always be your strength. Father, bless them now. Pray you'll keep them. May they always experience the warmth of your great love for them. May you remind them today how much you love them and care for them. And may their hearts be filled with love for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.